dopest flyers, OG pin liars, 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 dopest flyers, flyers. Flyers, loud flyers, OG pin the gangster player, hardcore motherfucker. Black diamonds on a nigga wrist. Is it vanity or just a sign of excellence? Square footed six rooms up in my residence. Blowing money up in meters just to stay the dance. We hold these shoes to be self evident. I'm the plan president. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like because that? Because I just want to make sure you're not going to fucking die over there. Like, you're judging. If you can see right? the way she's right? looking at me. No, 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 no. I, I'm trying not to. You're the one who's hacking up I don't the know damn lung. you two have noticed. I wasn't hacking anything at that point. <laughs> you damn sure weren't breathing normally. I'm fine. But you staring at me? <laughs> they haven't noticed that Cedro and I lock eyes often. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is how we get through these episodes sometimes because what is that supposed to be? Because you two get intense. First of all, yo, not not in the middle of Black History season, <laughs> please. See, he's about to do it again. Look at him. Well, there's only <laughs> look. <laughs> well, welcome to Nerds of Luxury, everyone. All right, y'all. Not today, Satan. Not today. You are listening to Nerds in Luxury, recorded at Depth Charge Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. You can reach us at www.nerdsinluxury.com. Hashtag us LuxNerd on any and all social media. You can find us at Nerds in Luxury on Twitter. And if you have any emails, questions, concerns, harassment, or general spam, don't do it. But you can email me at veronica at nerdsandluxury.com. So... Is everybody ready? Everyone? Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda. You can't see us, but we're all doing the, the shoulder hunch. Wakanda. Arf, 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 arf. Even the colonizer. You. Yeah. What yeah. an amazing. Goddamn right. Thank you, Montego, for really setting us up. Montego got the tickets. tickets. He was proactive. He he got us in at the right choice. time. No, like when I say we saw that at the perfect time, like 10 a.m. Saturday morning, he got us in at the, like we should have listened to y'all and not come so early because we were really standing in the Did lobby we? for a second. But perfect timing. Thank you so very much. Otherwise, I don't know when I would have seen uh amazing. It's still sold out according to some who have tried I, to go I, back again. I hope it stays sold out for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it's collected $704 million. $704 million. That is well beyond projections. So today is February uh, 25th, 2018. And as a point of context, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy collected $773 million in 2014 over its entire five-month run. Wow. So let that sink yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in two weeks, it made seven. Right. Yeah. Well, it was also only budgeted for a little over $200 million. They made their money back over the weekend. So they yeah. absolutely... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Highly when you, profitable. When you, get, when you get to over 200% profit, right. like, you're doing in, well. In a few days. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any of this talk that black people or people in general aren't going to go to the movies to see an all-black cast because clearly... That is incorrect. But I thought we've always gone to see all black cats. Didn't everybody go see the help? 
That oh, wasn't we're okay. All so we're looking at from all. Okay, sorry. I, I yeah, I made that. Yeah, okay. I guess it's a little more all encompassing because I mean, black black people in general, I feel like will go and support certain black movies. Yeah. But it's not just about black people supporting it. It's about like everyone. Mm-hmm. And with Black right. Panther, it's obvious that everyone, even globally, like it's it's universe. You know, it's mm-hmm. universally. It's I not mean, just a girls' trip. Yeah. Which which was a funny movie and enjoyable. But it had a focus. But audience. it did have a very specific audience. Whereas Black Panther, it's giving you a good story that just happens to be ninety seven percent black because of the subject matter, and it has a much wider encompassing view. So I yeah, s- I saw a wider range of my friends um, from all demographics actually going to see this movie. Like I had my. My friend KT took her in-laws who were Vietnamese and her mother-in-law was like, I fucking love this movie. It was great. Let's go see it again. Like everyone that um, had gone that I have known and had just wrote about it on social media was so positive about it and getting like, you know, what black people do is always trendsetting and cool. And, you know, what's that saying? They love us. They love our culture, but they don't love us. So because our culture is so cool, Black Panther was automatically cool. You get, uh, who's the director? Ryan. Coogler. Coogler. You have uh, (coughs) the great cast, Lupita Nyong'o. You've got Angela Bassett. You've got Chadwick Boseman. You have got um, that amazing performance by Michael B. Jordan. Like, hell, they brought out a... um, Who's this? Boris Whitaker. Boris Whitaker. <laughs> the man um, with the messed up eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's the man with the messed up eye. He was co- great. You were great in the movie for us. So we, sorry, we're just having a little. We won't fun. be mentioning any colonizers' um, <laughs> names here because this is a uh, Wakanda positive place. Wakanda but I positive. think that <clears throat> one of the things that's interesting about Black Panther is that it was actually created by two white men. Yeah. In so, 19, I mean, right. 1968. Wasn't Black Panther... 66, sorry. Fantastic Four, number 52. I saw a lot of people saying, you know, we need to pay respect to the Black Panther Party and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I understand that there is such a thing as celebrating both, but the Black Panther comic actually did come out before the Black Panther Party became what it was. So it was just a, a matter of timing. It was but. just the same... Uh, visuals yeah it's i didn't i love the i i grew up reading the black all about the black panther party which was you know oddly enough i got into public enemy when i was very young so i got into the black i, I read seize the time i read soul on ice i read soul on fire so uh i when i first i'm not the comic book guy that you guys are so i'm interested in hearing your take on the movie overall in terms of obviously we can't separate the cultural significance of the film, but just from a pure from movie, I don't, as someone who doesn't see all the superhero movies, how, how does it stack up visually just as a movie to the, to prior superhero movies? Cause what I saw was fucking impressive, but my frame of reference isn't what yours, what okay. you, what you guys have. So, like, I'm looking at it like, I've never seen anything like this, but I'm like, you don't go to the movies. (laughs) Of course, you haven't seen anything like this. So, I'm curious, like, from from y'all's perspective, like, you see all this stuff, like, how does it stack up with, was it as better than more, some of the recent um, superhero movies in terms of how it looked and how it was put together? You you want me to go first? Sure. 
Okay. <clears throat> Clearly. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> it's it's one of it's one of the better it's one of the best superhero movies that's been put out. Okay. In my opinion, um, the reason why is because one, I also feel like Marvel has had a lot of time to build because I mean they started this whole. MCU Marvel Cinematic right. Universe back in 2008 with um, Iron Man 1. Right. So they've had a lot of experience as to how to put these together in a way that works. The thing I think that they've done really well in this instance is that every single movie they've put out has had its own vibe, has had its own right. personality, has had its own thing that it gives you. Like uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, you kind of got this uh, this offbeat space uh, opera type thing with a little bit of comedy mixed in with the Ant-Man movie. You got a superhero movie mixed with like a heist type right. movie that had some, you know, comedy with this one. It was a lot more political and it mm-hmm. was a lot more, it was different in the sense that every character they put out has been different in this one. You've got a King right. who was just crowned after his father was, uh, you know, killed in Captain America Civil War. Um, so you've got a king dealing with taking power and trying to figure out how to best rule his country moving forward in a time that everything is changing. Right. So that coupled with the fact that it just so happened to be about someone who was also a superhero right. was cool because you got a great story, plus you got the added coolness of things that you get from those types of movies. I, the, when I was watching it, one of the things I thought about was like, I, I don't feel like this is a super necessarily superhero movie. There's, it's an adventure, yeah. but like it didn't feel as like supernatural to me as some of the other ones. Yeah. I mean, it, and I think I, I just, I feel like they did a really good job with that. Um, I, I, I put it at the top of the other ones that I've enjoyed. I've really enjoyed captain America, civil war. That's a movie that's at the top. Um, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was, um, very good as well. Like, there's a lot of ones, and all of them for me are Marvel movies. Right. They've just, they have it. They have whatever the sauce is that you need to have this work. They have. DC has been trying, and they've done better with each movie they've put out. Like, the Justice League movie that just came out, I thought was good and better than what they've done previously. Um, but they're still trying to figure it out as to what they do right. that's going to make it work. And Marvel has been consistently doing that. And with Black Panther, they they knew that they were going to have the representation that they wanted to have. Because Disney had a little bit of backlash as far as um, representation culturally. Uh, I want to say that they, they decided to do a Mulan live action movie. And originally, the people that they had in mind for it were Caucasian. And there was a big backlash. And so now they've fixed that. And after that happened, like they changed what they did with Jungle Book, the live action that's happened now. Everything that they've done that has a, a basis in a different culture, they've made it a point to make sure that they get that culture across by representation, by dialogue. Because even in Black Panther, some of the stuff that they said 10 years ago, no black person's like, 
white people would allow us to say this in a movie about white people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, several, yeah. I mean, like in the movie, um, one of the lines uh, that Letitia, Letitia Wright, I believe, the character who played Shuri, Black Panther's younger sister, um, you know, she had a line where she's like, oh, you brought me another broken well, white yeah, boy oh, to yeah, fix. another broken white boy to fix. <laughs> she even called the, uh, another, yeah, she even called that same white boy later a, a colonizer, colonizer. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is something that you feel like you would never see right. in a movie this huge right you know you might catch it in like a side tyler perry film Mm -hmm. or you might catch it in something very intrinsic for the black culture but you wouldn't expect it to be in something this global and what's interesting about it is that we felt so strongly about i guess black empowerment from the movie and the movie is about a fictitious african country right so it's not even american black the one American black person in the movie, you know, like it, it goes, you know, I mean, the, the, it's the, very, the, the themes that it's dealing with, I mean, there's, there's a very, obviously one of the bigger themes is global globalization mm-hmm. versus nationalism and isolationism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's a, that's a, big topic in America right now. Like yeah. of what they nailed that right in time with our current political climate. And that was kind of one of the ongoing themes. Also the transformation of, the king, because yeah. he starts coming around to some of the other. I mean, that's I, one of the things that disturbed me was I saw a lot. There was a meme I kept seeing was like, w- "Which side do you uh, are you on?" Oh, okay. The the villain T'Challa. Or, or yeah, or Killmonger, yeah. right? And it's like, well, that's not really fair to T'Challa because he kind of comes of age and starts seeing th- that's part of the move the the journey of the movie his opinion at the beginning of the movie is not the same yeah. i mean he steps to the kings in that vision and is like y'all fucked up yeah. like so there was that there's that journey of like and this back and forth between that pe- people want to protect their own but then don't we have a bigger moral obligation to the rest of the world to yeah. you know do something out of it so i i i actually when i came out of that theater like like i was impressed by the movie like beyond words but it's actually gotten better to me as i think about it the more i think about the movie the better i feel it is did you have any thoughts on uh yeah i was done i I was i was finished can i just ask a quick question ta-nehisi coates wrote this or did he write a series for marvel he wrote a series series for marvel the 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 one of the more recent the 2016 versions he was writing he wrote those okay he, and then who wrote i can't figure out Kugler, it was Kugler, Kugler wrote he either wrote it completely himself or he was a co-writer with someone else i want to say he was a co-writer okay um but Kugler did have a large hand in the script okay. now coats um just like you were saying it's the more recent black panther thing mm-hmm. he's also responsible for bringing the wakandan ethereal realm yeah. into the comic book realm which yeah. is what they had in the movie when he took gotcha. the thing right, after, right. after the battle and saw his you know spirit like the spirit. by the way uh, we didn't really spoiler alert anyone um if you haven't seen you it you haven't seen black panther you know, at this point what the whatever. fuck are you doing with, with your life right anyhow get some priorities 700 yeah. million dollars right some of those should have been yours right <laughs> <laughs> just a couple <laughs> and we saw it twice right and then uh what was that foundation um it was the black panther i should remember this it was a of basically an organization for people to donate to <laughs> children and underprivileged uh, college students, basically students who could not normally afford to go to see a $11 to $25 ticket 
to go see Black Panther, um, which I thought was a, a genius idea. You saw a lot of celebrities buying out entire theaters and hell, I text my sister and I was like, you need to go take chance to see this right now. I will buy the ticket for you. Like I just, I walked out feeling that that was the most important. So I wanted to know who wrote it because Coates is so influential mm-hmm. um, in the writing of mm-hmm. um, pop culture. And as far as, you know, influencing graphic novels. So I, I was wanted to be sure I wasn't confused as who wrote what. So Kugler wrote the movie and Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote the most recent series. The most recent run. For, or, yeah. for the re- or at least the most popular of the recent. <clears throat> and I want to clarify that for our listeners, because if I was listening in, I wouldn't, I would be thinking this was Ta-Nehisi. So. Well, I still think that if we're going to talk about from a comic book perspective, the fact that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee <laughs> had the wherewithal to write this character in the manner in which they did during a time when he very easily could have been a tertiary character who was right. whatever. Yeah. He's not. He was a king. <laughs> I right. mean, that's the way he yeah. started. So I think that that in itself holds some importance. Um, I haven't re- necessarily read a lot of the Black Panther single titles, but Black Panther is a character who shows up a lot in the Marvel Universe as it relates to the comics. I mean, he's part of the Marvel Illuminati, which is a group of like some of the the most powerful of the Marvel Universe who sort of sit in the back and, for lack of a better term, move the strings to make certain things that need to happen happen. I think that's important. I mean, he's part of that. Right. <laughs> Um, the Avengers, he is, he's not necessarily an Avenger. He is, but he isn't because he's a king. So like he said in the movie, he has certain allegiances and things. But again, it's important that he's not lost in the shuffle. I mean, there are a lot of, there are actually a, a, quite a few characters that are black or Hispanic or that, that sort of represent other races that you really don't hear about. Right. But everybody pretty much knew who Black Panther is. And I think Luke Cage at this point mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I walked out opening night with a lot of pride because being forty and being someone who loves movies, has watched movies, who watches everything to see us represented in a way where it wasn't your typical black comedy, mm-hmm. where it was just laden with stereotypes, as funny as they are, that's exactly what it is. <clears throat> it wasn't your baby daddy, baby mama drama, he's on drugs. It wasn't any of that. It was very positive. Unless, I mean, we're talking about T'Challa, let's not forget there was a cast of black women who were not maids or slaves or baby mamas or any of that. And they were some of the strongest characters in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that in his, that was a, that for me was a very, very powerful and strong representation because it, it really does speak to the spirit of the black woman, no matter how society tries to portray them. I mean, on many levels, the representation that this movie bought, it's a game changer on just so many levels. Absolutely. And it also, it also showed black women in a lot of, 
different ways that were still strong. Right. You know, you had, um, you had Angela Bassett's character who had the sense of, you know, her devotion was to her country to a certain degree, but it was to her children. You've got, um, Nakia whose devotion was to, I guess, T'Challa to a certain degree, um, where you have Okoye where her devotion is to the country. And so like those different powerful things, like, interacting and coexisting together in a way that made it go ahead no please keep going but i was just gonna say i'm just i'm about i'm about to fuck this whole it was just it was just the whole the whole level of representation so i mean i i understand that and i feel like there were so many things that were represented very well like women empowerment black people um african people mm. Um, like a global kind of outreach philanthropy type of idea, right. like the, uh, traditionalism versus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, new age stuff. Um, the, 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 just, just so many different things. Yeah. And it tackled them all really well in two hours laden under a superhero yeah. storyline. Like I just, everything about it went about as well as it could possibly go, which, over like which superseded a lot of our expectations i I mean for me there was a point sitting there and it would have been the scene where when t'challa and nakia were talking in the mountain range and when the camera hit her and immediately for me i said black is so beautiful Uh Uh like as a black man i feel like that's something that my mother my grandmother my aunt just the women in my life just people have always said Mm-hmm. But to see it on in IMAX, <laughs> um, <laughs> in a manner in which, again, <laughs> she wasn't a slave. She right. wasn't a. She wasn't beat down. It wasn't this negative portrayal. Some of it stereotyped. Some of it true. But just the woman. It, the woman is just beautiful. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Nah. Like, you just, for me, it, it hit me. Like, yeah. it, it really did. And it made it made me proud. Now, I didn't necessarily walk into this at 40 like some people who have been reading comics all their lives and have felt this underrepresentation. I mean, it's clear that it was there, but that's the reality of the society that right. we live in. Right. So I don't focus on that. I read comics because they're a great escape. It's fun. And they actually do speak to a lot of what is going on in right. society today. It's not always black and white, but sometimes it is like when white people lost their shit because in a Superman comic, Superman showed up recently and basically told the police to back the fuck off because the police were killing black people and they dealt with it. And white right. people lost their shit and was right. like Superman would never, <laughs> but Superman stands for truth, justice, right, like right. truth and justice. So he was standing up for the right thing, but they lost their shit. And it because was inter- technically, that's not the fucking American way as we've seen. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> and I think that the fact that so many people, especially where at, at the place where I work, you know, they wanted to see this movie. Like they were all excited about it. I mean, to the point where sitting in the office, one of the Lily white girls was listening to the Kendrick Lamar album. Like, Hey, have right. you heard this? This is hmm. all, like amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is having an impact that I don't know if 
if everybody realizes, but I'm happy to be a part of this mm-hmm. moment in history. I can mm-hmm. look back and say the same way people did, and I'm not putting this on the same as the civil rights, but this is still important. Like the same way they looked at back at Martin Luther King, I was here when Black Panther came out, and I see how it changed the view that we have going forward in movies. Yeah. Like it, it, it's going to change some things. And again, black is beautiful. I did walk out with black power, like Wakanda, like walking through the mm-hmm. office, Wakanda forever. Like yeah. people are doing that shit. Right. And not black people. Well, yeah. th- that's the thing the, the the thought, one of the thoughts that ran through my mind as I was leaving was white people are going to see this movie and that's fucking going to be, it's almost as important that white people are going to see this film as it is for black people. It, uh, not quite, but white people getting used to seeing that, that imagine a kid right now growing up. That's one of the first things he gets to see represent one of the first early representations Africa for me in the 80s mm-hmm. were right. the grass huts and <laughs> yeah. the ashy kids half dressed or naked yeah. exactly yeah. that right. was Africa representation right. was Looney Tunes. so can we fast forward to 2018 right. and see uh, <laughs> right. the technological yeah. like, yeah. and, and I think for me the other relation I had in, in watching that was it spoke to it was like Egypt. During that time, Egypt was one of the most technologically advanced right. societies in a- ever in yeah. Africa. Yeah. In case you didn't know, Egypt is in Africa. <laughs> um, and so, Africa is not a country. Not a country. It is, it is a, a continent. continent. Right. It does not. It does not have its own. Want to put it out there for those who are listening who don't know? <laughs> many languages, many tribes, many people. I mean, it, just, it, it touched on so many yeah. things, and it 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 was just. It was the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there were some people who, you know, comments that I, I, I solicited after the fact because I wanted to hear. And one of my coworker friends said that her boyfriend's comment was he wanted it to be more political, which I didn't understand hmm. because had it gone deeper than it wouldn't, ha- it would have lost the, it, it would have lost what it has now. That's right. making, that's going to make the impact. I, I I wasn't really sure what he meant by that. I thought it was, especially politi- since the entire movie was, the political. whole movie yeah, was political. Like the whole it was, movie was political. Right. Black people on, on screen, it's that political. shit is political. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we're doing. So at the end of the day, like you said, everybody needs to yes. see this movie. It was, it was a it's great movie. Like, but, it's, but it's that important. It's Absolutely, but it's actually. I would say that it's even more important that non-black people see this movie mm, yeah. than black people see this movie. Because I feel like also what you're talking about with um when you were seeing Nakia talking to T'Challa on the mountain or the cliffside, um, one of the points of pride that I got from the movie was the thing that you sent in some sort of I think it was a meme later, um, where the people who did the hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. said that with the hair they wanted it to be very natural so you won't see anything pressed mm-hmm. you won't see anything like that like part of the black is beautiful that i got from that scene that you were talking about was the fact that her hair was natural <laughs> right. In it's like the little beads that mm-hmm. she had going on. Like I thought that that was cool, and it was uh, I think reddish yeah. at yeah. the time. Hey, and man. and just the fact that it was so natural, it was so black, and not just unapologetically black, but like a natural essence of the culture that it didn't. And it and it did it felt natural like it didn't feel like oh that's out of place or mm-hmm. I didn't look at her thinking or they're, well, or they're it's just as important it for black children oh, yeah. to yeah. see it. Yeah. 
if not more, because they're the ones who are told you're not, you can't, you will right. never be. And right. to see that, it just, like, it, it's, I don't know. It, Can it, I, um, cause there's three men on the, the podcast. Yeah. I want to actually throw. Oh, the other thing, really quick, the other thing, yes. the fashion thing. The uh-huh. other thing that I appreciated about the movie was because I, I feel like, Black women are pressured and feel that they have to live up to a certain beauty standard. So we've got the wigs, the weaves, the eyebrows, the eyelashes, like uh, across the board. And the way Danny's Okoyo character completely squashed that by talking about how uncomfortable the wig is, which right. I've heard many of right. many black women mm-hmm. talk about. They they wear it, but how uncomfortable it is, and how she was bald, but. As bald as I am, I mean, her head actually looked better than mine, so I'm a little <laughs> jealous of that. But she owned it in a way that you could not tell that woman. Right? I dare you to tell that woman she wasn't beautiful oh, because, because that's how she it was. Absolutely yeah. was. So, like, just from a fashion, from a beauty perspective, as a black woman, you don't have to wear the weave. Mm-hmm. You don't. Ha- you, you don't have to do all of that stuff. Just be you because you really are. Yeah. You're beautiful. We're beautiful as fuck. Yeah. I mean, just that's what it boils down yeah. to. Well, I, I, I don't, I can't speak for Sosa, but when I heard about Black Panther initially, I was like, okay, cool, it's going to be a superhero movie. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. And then as I learned about the casting, and as I learned that it was, you know, what it was about, because I'm not a Marvel person. I really, this is the first Marvel movie I think I've seen. Um, Willingly, um, <laughs> not in the background, or, you know, or my uncle's house or something like that. So, to see the casting and to get these multicultural women of all colors and all different hair, and you know, just you know, it wasn't the stereotypical light skinned girl with light eyes and curly, you know, four four twos or four four C four C four C hair. You know, no. it was. 3C. 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 No, I think we want to get 2C because it's 2C. a Marvel movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting the 2C hair and for a very that large... That's a very girls. black girl thing and we're not going to decode it for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> look for, it up, dear. Look it up. Google is a thing. I, I shouldn't have to look it up with you two sitting in the room. Hmm. So I walked out of the movie <laughs> feeling... I... I walked out of the movie finally feeling like, damn, somebody appreciates us as women and we're not sex objects and we're not just a dumb side character. We're not a baby mama. We're not a drug addict. We're not a thief. We're not a lower than we're not the help. You know, we are actually women in power who are like Shuri to be a Disney princess at my, I'm 34 years old, and I'm like, I could be a fucking Disney princess now because Sherry is the, <laughs> that chick, and you know, I, I wish I had grown up with that. Yeah. And so, even with all the positive black role models that we have in our mothers and our aunts and our sisters, sometimes that representation in the public sphere um, can be hurtful because it's often very white, American, blonde haired, blue eyed girl next door and we are sexualized from a very young age and we are demonized and we are put as other and you know we're not celebrated um i feel like in the last maybe 10 years 10 15 years maybe that you know there's been a turn 
in how black women are perceived, but to see Black Panther just be so beautifully unapologetic about it and to speak of the fashion authentic and not careless and not putting, you know, the wrong culture with the wrong, you know, putting a bone uh, a nose through your uh, a bone through your nose and a lip through your plate and it's a wrong country it's <laughs> a wrong you know whatever, yeah. I mean lip. it was it was very pan Africa so they did combine yes, things they did but they did. they did keep it separate like you were they saying did. with the different tribes yeah. that yeah. made up Wakanda yeah. and how yeah. each of them would symbolize like a main yep. something yeah, yeah. like and I thought that that was very that was good. thoughtful yeah. very thoughtful and for Shuri to be the um what the the engineering tech mm-hmm. genius. That puts her. That puts her at the absolute most intelligent Disney princess that's ever existed, ever. and she doesn't look like a like a non-white person mm-hmm. trying to look like a white person. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was cool too. Like the the biggest the biggest thing uh, the biggest part of the popularity of this that I'm proud of is that at the end of the day, this before it even came out crossed over into the realm of pop culture. Right. And when that happens, everyone who feels like they're a part of culture wants to know about it, learn about it, watch it, understand it so that they can be in the know. And once we reach that with Black Panther, I think like the possibilities are endless. Like imagine how we're doing now. And this is the first one in two, three years when a second one comes out, like Mm -hmm. what, how much more popular is that going to be now that people have gotten this one under their belt? So let's bounce that off of Disney owed us a black princess. We were owed that. Yeah. And Marvel came D- through. Disney owes a lot of people. A but lot what of I'm things. saying so is, no, no, wait, what I'm wait, saying is, no, let Disney me finish. Is, let me finish Disney what I'm definitely saying. Got some princess and the Frog. I've seen it. You've seen it. No. You have not seen Princess and the Frog. Have you seen Princess and the Frog? I've never seen it. You know, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. So when I say Princess and the Frog was a fucking cute and cheeky attempt at a black Disney princess. But when I say for about 98% of the time in the movie, she was a frog. Oh, that was problematic. Yeah, was, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't it, know that. That, that was the that was the big that was the biggest issue. That was my it. big. I watched Princess and the Frog, and I don't fuck with Disney like that. And I watched it because I was like, "This is a black film. Finally, you know, it's not. It's going to be problematic. It is Disney, <laughs> but finally, there's a black princess." And I watched this from end to end, and I was disappointed, and I couldn't figure out why until somebody was like, "Damn, well, Tiana was a fucking frog." For most of the the whole film and everyone else, you know, uh, Snow White, Pocahontas, all these other bitches got screen time. And then Tiana's a frog. Okay, cute. Disney owed us this princess. And they did the right thing by it. The black dollar is strong. <sighs> the black dollar is strong. We got owed a princess. What was that high, high and sigh for? I'm going to have to throw just a small bit of salt on this movie. Mm-hmm. All points. Absolutely totally got you representation the whole thing with um the hair of the costumes everything everything about this movie was everything that i think anyone who would have wanted to see a movie like this would have wanted my only issue with this movie and it was very small and i think it 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 i think it is fixable and i think it probably will be fixable in subsequent movies is while there was fabulous representation for black women in terms of not pushing forth the stereotypical light eyes, light, you know, curly hair, light skin as, you know, 
the main women or the 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 main characters as women. My only issue with it is that the way that black women are portrayed is, you know, as sex objects, unattractive, unworthy, but always strong. And my only critique about this is it didn't show enough of a spectrum of the emotional side of black women. Like, yeah, we're strong as fuck and that's fine, but sometimes we're not and that's okay too. I didn't really feel that coming through. And I understand what we're working with as a subject matter and the storyline didn't really call for it. But I feel like it reinforces part of that negative stereotype of black women are always strong. Like black women are always holding up black men. Like black women were the fucking heroes in this movie. And we all know that we all recognize that, but it's always to a degree at their expense. The strength that comes from black women is at their own expense for other aspects of their personality and of their being. You know, there's this all-female soldier group here Mm. for the king, serving the country, serving the king. What does that mirror? How black women stand up for black men all the fucking time. And we're the ones taking the shots, being called bitches, doing all of these things, but black men are consistently advancing in a certain way because they're men. And for me, it's just like there needs to be two sides of this because it still kind of paints black women as one dimensional in a sense where, yes, you're strong, you're fierce, you're beautiful. But where is the where is the softness and the emotionalness? Where is our where where the fuck are our heroes coming in to save the day? I mean, how many times did black women in this movie just save the fucking world (laughs) as we do all the time? Who's saving us? Who's they and not, not that we can't save ourselves, but who is there for us when shit gets hard? And I'm seeing that still portrayed in this movie where we're the backbone. We're the people picking up the slack. We're the ones making the decisions. We're the ones saying, God, dang it, you know, you shouldn't have done that shit. OK, let me fucking fix it. Mm-hmm. It was still that. And that's somewhat problematic for me. If it's something that's going to take the long, if it's going to be the long term aspect of the female characters in this movie, because if we're not going to delve into the emotional side that kind of promotes this same notion that black women are strong, they can take anything that dished out to them. They don't fucking have emotions. So then it doesn't really matter what we do to them. The other part that bugged me a little bit in this movie, but again, I feel like in subsequent movies, I think it's going to kind of correct itself is that the black men in this movie to a certain degree do the same thing that a lot of black men who are in power positions in real life tend to do in terms of empowering people. Like we want to empower our people, right? But what that generally tends to look like is trying to insert themselves into white supremacy in power in positions of power and subjugating somebody to do that. So what is his name? What was Michael B. Jordan's character's name? Eric Killmonger. Killmonger. His way of doing that was to basically take power from other people. And he didn't necessarily say that, but it was kind of clear, put them in positions of subjugation and use the technology that Wakanda had to help other people, to help our people. But then everybody else was kind of just like, well, we're going to, we're just like, we're basically just going to take power from the people in power. And now we're going to be the ones in charge, which is the way I think some people have tried to do that. Or some people have this, this notion of trying to do that. That's their way of exacting power to take it from somebody else and use that power themselves. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, T'Challa's the way that they had 
been doing it was, no, we're just going to kind of keep this to ourselves, but we're not going to let anyone else and we're going to protect this. And both ways for black people have proven to be ways that don't work clearly because mm-hmm. we're not fucking usurping power from anybody and subjugating anyone at this point. But then when we insulate it, we leave ourselves at risk to be colonized, to be taken over unless it's kept in secret. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just hoping that, I mean, at, at the end of the movie, obviously, the middle road was kind of chosen because he's kind of right, like, we're yeah. not going to keep this to ourselves. We're actually going to help people, but we're not going to sit up here and like, we're not going to send weapons. Out we're not going to send weapons out. Yeah. We're not going to conquer people. We're not going right. to colonize. And I think that was a really strong message. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It's just, I would really love to see that last piece come together where black women are seen as more than this one dimensionally strong thing. Mm-hmm. And black men aren't seen as people who are trying to usurp, white power and trying to then oppress and objectify other people. That's all. So <clears throat> this film has opened up those opportunities. Right. I feel because it's, we've told the story one day, one way we're always saying we're not a monolith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All black is different. So now this film has been made. Somebody like you, if they're a writer, is going to say, let me approach it my way. And now I have, I know the black dollar is strong. And if I get the right support and if I do these things and, you know, everyone maybe will follow, fall, fall in suit or whatever. And just say, you know, we'll, we'll start supporting yeah, this, our own. This movie had to be made so that yeah. other movies Other's could, could come made. after it. This is changing yeah. the white gaze of right. black people. Absolutely. Basically. So eventually that movie will yeah. be made. Right. I think, and I feel like they left the door open for that, which I did appreciate. And that's what we had. That's what had to be done in this movie. We couldn't talk about LGBTQ issues in this, even though two of the characters are queer. The two of the women okay. warriors are queer. I didn't know that. There's a lot of, you know, I, I stay in that dark space in Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I figure all that out, but there's, you know, there are queer characters here that have not been spoken about and people are upset with that. And there are people with the way black women are perceived and there are people with the way black men are being perceived. But now that we have this film to everyone can, you know, shoot off of that and things will be taken seriously and the dollar black dollar will be taken seriously and we will go out and we know we will support one another. That's what's important. That That's what's going to get this whole black neo renaissance happening again everyone's talking about it so black panther really has set a really huge you know roundabout on the wheel Mm -hmm. of getting us in motion and and giving hell even a small podcast like us you know what would we talk about today if it weren't for black panther Really, what would we talk about? We today? talk about things all the but time. But what I'm saying is, what would we especially <laughs> talk about today without Black Panther? What I'm saying is, he's so offended. You are so offended about this I, fucking I'm not elevator. understanding. What like, I'm saying is, this is episode twenty. It's 19. 19. 19. Oh, 19? Oh. Yes. Uh, what other two episodes have you right? been? <laughs> I think he went and did some episodes in the mouth. Right. Do you want to talk? Oh my God. What I'm saying is like in pop culture, there's only so much to be talked about when it comes to blackness and that is positive or something that's not, you know, we're getting killed, we're getting arrested, we're getting popped for marijuana while white people are prospering, you know, Nazis, 45, more Nazis, Russia, like... It's nice to no, have. It was very good timing. It's refreshing the, the to have. Movie a came out at a very, <laughs> but this movie came out at a very good. Yes, Pedro, because I know you're so, going to say something. <laughs> so speaking, I guess so. Speaking of timing, mm-hmm. I think 
I think for the most part, I probably agree with like 96% of the stuff that you said. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I have a question about is, do you really think that in today's time that any woman can be depicted in a movie to have vulnerability without a movement of people saying, why does a woman need a man to save her? Yeah. Well, that is problematic. Like, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that a writer couldn't come up with something that does right. that, but I feel like in today's landscape, Save you, may it, not be the right word. Um, I've like used, it almost, it, it, but it's like support it, may be a yeah, better word. Like I think there was enough. I think there was enough of a gamut of strength and other things besides necessary necessarily vulnerability. Although I feel like some of the characters did show vulnerability in certain aspects. Um, that I feel like it was represented in a way that it kind of neat. Like it, a lot of the things that were represented were represented in ways that they need to be represented right now to move things forward. And I think that women should be shown in a point of strength at this point to be able to show that, that range that kind of only falls to male characters most of the time because of the, because of the fact that a lot of times they don't really have that at all. It's always kind of a, just a range within vulnerability. There's almost not, Enough of but the for black women, it's different only yeah. because black women were literally, you know, abused and tortured and experimented on because we were it was said we are not one. We're not human. But two, they don't have emotions. They don't have feelings. They mm-hmm. are strong. This is not fucking going to hurt them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we can do what we want to them. Mm-hmm. We can rape them. We can cut them open while they're, you know, while they're still awake. Yeah. We can do all these things. And it's perpetuated so much especially within our community, mm. black women are strong. They'll be fine. Yeah. We don't have to worry about them. They're strong. You're a strong black woman. You'll be fine. Serena Williams mm. almost died because of that. Right. You know, we are seen as not human, human, but Superhuman. not feminine either. Not necessarily vulnerable, emotionless people. Mm. So it's really important that little black girls, while strength is very important for them to know being able to have those moments and those spaces for being emotional, being vulnerable and being seen as that and being seen as somebody who should be helped, should be supported, should be comforted because we're really not. Mm. Anytime you think about when a woman, when a black woman has been victimized, the way that the black community does not come around her Mm. and does not, you know, hold space for her to be emotional Mm. and basically says it's her own fucking fault. I will never forget when Mike Tyson raped that girl and Farrakhan came out talking about what the fuck was she doing Mm -hmm. in his hotel room. Mm -hmm. This girl was 17 years old Mm -hmm. and a whole community of people came out against her because this man was being targeted by the man and she just she was a kid and time and time again this is what happens to black women Mm -hmm. so having that space for them to be seen as vulnerable human beings with a range of emotions other than strong is really important i mean i want to add really quickly in that we obviously include fems you know, trans women mm-hmm. identifying as feminine, you know, mm-hmm. any anyone on the spectrum who is identifying as femme, we all deserve some sort of representation mm-hmm. as far as, you know, being a emotional and valid class of women. So, well, sorry. then on the flip side, though, that's the same thing for the black man. Yeah, exactly. Mean, absolutely. We're saying it's, yeah, it's it across the culture, but yeah. as important as this is, I think what's more important is that going forward 
writers, directors start thinking more along the lines the same way that white America does because when they create their characters, which the reality is, are simply recycled movies mm-hmm. over and over just switching out whoever the new the hottest new white face mm-hmm. is at this time i mean <laughs> tyler perry is what tyler perry is <laughs> but as a black i, I mean as a black man what can you do he, he writes a certain yes a, uh, there's a certain niche that he writes to, and and it, it still fits in to that same category mm-hmm. that you talk about That's about why black I women, don't like black Tyler men. Exactly. Like <laughs> we just right. need to see going forward, understanding that we're more than just comedy acts, yes. right? Uh, more than just the latest stereotype or the latest hip hop group. Like, yeah. why can't we create some original stories yeah, yeah. with these? This fantastic group of actors that we now have coming up, like some real stories that people can connect with that are not the same thing. And I, I don't know, because I, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible Because I know that there's someone listening who's like, Tyler Perry, what what's, like? Tyler Perry? what's wrong? Because I do have a coworker who we just talked about this. She has a tendency to support Coon black caricatures. Coon she caricatures. believes, like, my mother is one. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it, because it's a black, a black <laughs> film. I'm watching it. <laughs> and a lot of it is just garbage. <laughs> like, why are you supporting this? This isn't uplifting us or helping us. It's, it, it's garbage. But you know, I think some people have a problem with it. And I say this to wise often. And I say to myself, that's just not for me. Literally, I say that. That's not for you. That's not for me. Like it's but just, it might be for him because white people love Tyler. I mean, he they must. Does not like <laughs> it's making too much money. Some white people yeah. have to be fucking liking. They're this comfortable shit. coon caricatures, yeah. of course. But what I'm saying is, you know, not everything is for everybody. Mm-hmm. I have people walking to Jeremy's often, getting oh, what's it's not for you. All right, go next door. <laughs> it's just not for you. Like, just, I'm not gonna what's force the, it. What's the line that she that Tyler Perry had? It was from one of the movies, like, I'm going to smack you when you go and taste the rainbow. Like, I, I was like, I'm watching him like, that's just, there's, I can't do anything with that. Like, I, that doesn't, that, I know that was supposed to be funny, but. <laughs> On the wonderful interwebs, there was a, the a meme. <laughs> and it said, the next Tyler Perry movie is going to be Medea Goes to Wakanda. <laughs> Oh, that's a good Can one. Can I say I appreciate how unconsciously black Wakanda has been? Did you see the airport with the uh, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta? And I, I know, like, I know you've seen the hashtag in Wakanda. Uh, yes, on those Twitter. are so oh, no, funny. You haven't yeah, seen those? No. Like hashtag in Wakanda. In Wakanda oh, they're so great. You can be expelled from school for not learning how to season your food. <laughs> yeah, they are hilarious. Didn't, didn't, isn't there a band list like R. Kelly, Condoleezza Rice, like oh. national anthem? I mean, Wakanda was going to be like, back that ass up or something you like that. You big time. <laughs> I want you back that ass up. You the big time. That is yeah. one song that I will say, if it does come on, as much as I try to pride myself on being a bougie bitch, if back that ass <laughs> what are you up talking comes, about? I will be out what there. Every time I look at you, you a big strong Ooh, woman. Would you, you back that ass? You're like, shut up. <laughs> because it's not the club. Shut up. Because it's not the club. You're my, you're my white spouse. Like I I'm supposed to be respectable. You, I just, no, that was my, <laughs> as opposed to her black spouse. That was one of my. That was one of my favorite lines in a rap song ever. You're a big strong woman. 
He says it to me all the time. Strong woman. He'll say strong. He's a big strong woman. Strong. Well, you do have a big ass. Thank you. It's lovely. Another discussion. Oh my god. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. This podcast is produced and recorded at Depth Charge Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. If you're a recording artist, musician, or producer in need of affordable, world-class audio production services and an inspiring studio space for your project, Depth Charge Studios is the place to create in the DMV. For more information, visit DepthCharge.com. That's D-E-P-T-H-C-H-A-R-G-E.com. with that. <laughs> I can't Remix. wait for that. I can't wait wow. for that. No shit, no shit! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, alright, alright. Like Three-part harmony going. <laughs> <clears throat> so, since we're riding high off of Black Panther, <clears throat> we were in a team meeting at work. Oh, team meeting. <laughs> and I work with about 15 people. I am the only African-American on the team. There are two. So you're the white guy in Black Panther. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and during this team meeting, they were sort of going down the ra- going around the room and talking about um, their weekends and the highlights. <clears throat> so when she called on me, she kind of set it up. She's like, yeah, I know Black Panther came out this weekend. <laughs> you know, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Yeah. I saw the movie twice. Yeah. Oh, really? Twice, huh? Yeah, because, you know, with Star Wars, they were they had heard that what I saw Star Wars five times. I saw Wonder Woman three. So oh, they only were like, two? Only two? Only two. <laughs> so she's like, in three words, sum it up for me. I said, I'll do it in two. Ooh. Unapologetically black. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> I don't know if they completely got it, yeah. But they were like, "Yes," because you know, a mm-hmm. lot of them were really, really excited about seeing it and wanting to see it. And um, you know, I didn't put on my Wakanda <laughs> forever. It was like, you know, everybody in this room needs to see it. Yes, one, it's very important. Get a little closer. If I put it any closer, it'll he's be good. in no, my he's mind. Good. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's good. He's good. Yeah. She, she just ruined, she just ruined my flow. Sorry. Like you, you see how she can you let sorry. the colonizer be the producer, please? <laughs> like I I know I understand. This is not Jeremy's. This is not Jeremy's. Alright. I feel good. Does anybody Clearly. Feel good? <laughs> Clearly you feel quite good. <laughs> yeah. 
can it hurt my feelings uh, I feel good your feelings are not hurt so let's stop with your 23 inches of hair okay <laughs> 22 oh, <laughs> 22.5 Nobody sells 23 inch bundles <laughs> Damn it Everybody knows that It's right. 12, 16, 12, 18, 20, 22, and 24 Thank you In 36 occasions And what is 2C? Oh my god! This is, this is Brazilian loose No, I, I went Malaysian loose. Look up hair typing And we'll continue from there Yeah can you do it for me? Because I'm kind of <laughs> okay. doing my segment. All right. right. All, All right, right, you black man trying to make a black woman do work for you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, I was feeling, I was excited and running around the office telling every white person that I <laughs> ran into <laughs> that they should see Black Panther because it was a very, very good movie. And right. Because yeah, I just thought that was important. And I mean, there were people walking through there non-black who had seen it and i mean i i saw two millennials in the hallway at the elevator and they were doing the wanda wakanda for the wakanda right. forever sign so i i threw it up too and they were like oh i, I thought that you know i saw two millennials by the elevator they were if, if you look to your left you'll see two millennials natural habitat or maybe unnatural habitat depending on your point of view Hey, so I and I do think in that in 2018 we should all greet each other that way going forward. I'm just saying it's going to replace the black handshake. I mean, it, you didn't she do that? Didn't they? Didn't didn't her? Didn't Shuri and T'Challa did that? And then they did it. They they worked a pound into the. That's like that's some sibling shit though. Yeah, that's what that was. Because I feel like black men do that to each other. No, I'm just saying like that. There, I feel like in the movie, like that's some like only we as siblings do that bullshit. Wakanda forever. Wakanda yes. forever. <laughs> and you don't have to touch anyone's hand. Exactly. <laughs> Which is the That's best right. part about it. Right. Um, so since Black Panther had just pretty much dominated everything, um, in one of my social media posts, there was a feed that I pulled that I specifically wanted to share with you all. Because <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. And listening to a lot of the conversations... I think we've pretty much been pro-black about this, and Sosa had a little bit of that other side in there, mm-hmm. but that was a great, that that's her perspective, and I think that that's mm-hmm. wonderful that she bought that. That was important to hear. Um, there are a lot of black people who are hating on this movie, though, mm-hmm. like really hating, mm-hmm. like, this movie is not as important as you keep saying it is. It's the, you know, it was some, some white man in a, in a back room who, who greenlit this. And, you know, it, it yeah. just, it's always some white man in a back <laughs> right, room that, that greenlights I mean, everything. Right. But, 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 but yes, but this movie had to happen so that eventually one day it won't necessarily have happen to be in that way. That way. Yeah. You have to, how else, would, <laughs> how else would this movie have been made in this environment? And, um, I mean, it's just interesting to see how people have reacted to this movie. I mean, people are more split, you know, either happy about it or outraged more so than they were around the election. And I think that that's really interesting. Like, I've seen memes going around where 
there were pictures of white women who've been beat in various situations and it the caption would say oh i was at a theater in oakland right. and then <gasps> i got jumped yeah and then but like they all turned out you to be find out they fake. were all fake they were all i mean fake. i didn't believe it anyway yeah. but they were all fake right they just took images from <clears throat> google images yeah and yeah. one of them was actually pretty recent um, of a victim in New York, so oh, yeah. that's how. It, un, but a victim in New York of a mugging or unrelated crime, yeah, completely. And then they fast, and they it yeah. just yeah. it's crazy. So one of the other things about that um, to add is that because it's gone into the realm of pop culture, it also gets pop criticism mm-hmm. mm, and things yeah. that are in pop culture like when people criticize them they go for the most amount of blood they can possibly right. draw so if it's negative prejudicial um stereotypical racist sexist whatever they'll go for that no matter what it is so because it's in that now it's going to get a lot of like racist commentary and stuff <laughs> right. just because, and yeah. just because memes, it's so big it's so fucking yeah, big. memes just yeah. do not right. yeah i mean Stop. like, like yeah. take, take other take other things that are popular like beyonce right tom brady like lebron james <laughs> right there are going to be people that are out there that dislike them just because they're always mentioned or always around mm-hmm. and because it's in that element of like everybody's mentioning black panther there are going to be some people that are just gonna be like oh that stupid black movie blah blah blah, blah <laughs> yeah. because they were never interested yeah. and they're tired it's of system, people mentioning it's, so, it's systematic hate so it's, this it's this, systematic this one meme was this white woman telling the, the, this black person that wakanda wasn't real <laughs> and the black person's response was Neither is Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And the, right. the white lady like flipped yeah, out. Right. What do you hilarious. mean? Like, yeah, that's hilarious. So, as we were talking earlier about beauty and all that other stuff, I ran across this post, and it started to talk about Lupita, and I thought it was important, and I wanted to share with you guys, and of course, hear your opinions because this was something that was actually caught my eye. That wasn't someone doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Why are you looking at me when you say that? that I way? didn't look at you. You did, though. So. But you did. I can't read this. I have my glasses on. Well, you try okay. to borrow mine and talk shit about me. Girl, I put yours on and I thought I was seeing the future. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is it, just it was, not. It was so corny. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you did what you did. Yeah, you went, oh. <laughs> shit was like. That's what you get. <laughs> blind She's like, fire. now you understand my power. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm such a luxurious yeah. nerd. I got, amen. <laughs> so it said, <clears throat> Lupita's beauty makes a lot of people uncomfortable because if we're saying a woman who looks like her is stunning, those who've rooted their beauty in the opposite feel personally attacked. I've been around light-skinned women who refer to Lupita's beauty as a force and overrated the praise of lupita's physical beauty made them noticeably upset but some of you are right lupita isn't beautiful she's effortlessly striking beautiful is an understatement the same people who are taken aback by the praise of lupita's looks are the same people with the most eurocentric standardized spoon-fed idea of beauty And whilst we're at it, can we not reduce Lupita to her looks alone? Unlike most popular idols, she actually speaks. People can't fathom that a woman outside of the white gaze of beauty without mixed heritage with African hair can be considered beautiful by the masses. 
It's a new day, y'all. No one has... No one has to find Lupita personally attractive, but to deny her physical appeal and intellectual prowess is a testament to your basic taste. People rarely, people rarely debate Beyonce's beauty. Even if you do not find her personally attractive, most will agree she is beautiful. Yet Lupita, beauty seems to bewilder people. You lot are annoying. <laughs> there are almost no black female celebrities who are confi- who are considered beautiful without a weave, light skin, heavy contour or freckles. It's not about Lupita directly. It's about what her beauty represents for women. I can't believe the beauty of someone else can rile people to the point of anger and annoyance. I have no religion, but you lot need prayer, holy water, and salvation. (laughs) And who wrote that? The whole three. Um, It's some chick on one of my social media. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. I don't. I, I don't really know, her, but I, I. It caught my eye, and I read it. I was like, "Wow, nothing else needed there." Right. Absolutely the well put. Rests. Perfectly, perfectly well put. <laughs> the judge declares a mistrial. Right. <laughs> Immediate over If it right. doesn't quit, you must. Acqu- if it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit, you must quit. <laughs> no, that that that's totally spot on. Totally spot on because. For me, as someone who's in the middle, I'm not light skin and I'm right. not dark skin. I'm one of the ignored brown skin people. The truly oppressed. The truly oppressed. <laughs> the brown skin girls. The truly America. oppressed, safe brown girls. <laughs> safe brown. The marginalized. That should be the name. That should be the name of Safe brown. Safe brown girls. Yes. Safe brown. Safe brown girls. Okay, That's now. But I've never, I'll say this, until I changed my hair, I've never felt that. I've always, I used to think like, light-skinned girls are full of shit, everybody likes them, <laughs> nobody, you know, they're talking about, oh, they suffer, and I didn't believe that. <laughs> I didn't really think about dark-skinned women, because I've always found dark-skinned women beautiful. Like, years ago, when Alekwek, the mm. um, yeah. I was, she was like one of the most beautiful people I've ever yeah. seen. She's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand, because of course I'm not a dark-skinned person, what that what it's like for people to just automatically think that you are unattractive. Like I had a friend who was dark skin and you know, she used to tell me all the time that people would tell her and her sister, Oh, you're so pretty for dark skin girls yes. mm-hmm. for dark. Skin. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell does that mean? Cause I literally never really saw it that way. I never saw people who were darker than me as unattractive, but for people to be offended by that absolutely does go to your beauty is rooted in one, we're going to use this term again, the white gaze mm-hmm. <laughs> and the male white gaze at that. Mm-hmm. But then also, why can't that also be pretty along with you being pretty? All those things can go together. It's not one or the fucking other. Everybody can be pretty no matter what their shade is. But until I changed my hair the first time when I went natural the first time when people would constantly mistake me for not being black because I just I fucking couldn't be. I've been I mean, I've recently as as recently as 2018 have been asked what the fuck I'm mixed with. Nothing. Damn it. I'm black. I've been asked that before, too. Well, you look a little foreign. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You you do. But to be fair, 
you also do. Yeah. Yes, I'm aware that I do. Like, apparently, it, it, do it could be it could be a couple of different things. Just just a couple, like just a few. I'm it's not usually like a lot. Dominican, I was gonna say right. Dominican, especially Ethiopian. I, would be I like, get a lot. Him, like him is like maybe, there's maybe Asian, but you. Like Southeast Asian, yeah. Like, like you Filipino could have had if you had a little yeah, Southeast you could Asian, be you could be black yeah. and Filipino. Like just like a fourth, a yeah. fourth. Yeah. Like your like grandmother's like, yeah, Filipino. Yeah. I, but I, she, you're definitely South yeah. American. You're, I would be like, I'm surprised nobody walks up and starts speaking Spanish I, to you. When we get to my segment, <laughs> when we get to my segment, um, I, depending on the length of the wig that I'm wearing, uh. <laughs> I've noticed that men really like this long hair. So I'm keeping it. Like um, it. More sales, more sales. I like sales. it. You That's paid a important. lot for it. You I better keep it. I paid a fucking lot for this hair. But I will say that I can flirt more openly now and kind of shamelessly and they'll still buy it. So whatever. That 22 like, inches of hair. Yeah. I, 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 I've been asked a few times recently if I'm mixed. But I, I didn't understand the context, so I just kind of was like black, <laughs> and like question mark, like why? Why would you think anything else? But sometimes I'm like, okay, well, on this side it's black. I'll break it down for a few people. Like, well, it's black, and then it's white. Well, you did the and then you, it's you did American. do the ancestry. I did the ancestry. Yeah, thing. and she was like, I, she was like, oh, okay, there should be some Native American. She goes, man, I'm black. <laughs> Well, yeah. Like, she was, uh, yeah, like, I, but it was like there's gonna be all these crazy things that she's like, no, I'm, I'm black. <laughs> I mean, there was native on there, and I. But it wasn't as much as we thought it was. It wasn't because I definitely jumped my ass on the Seminole um, right. Freedman website. Come on, one sixteen. Yeah. I thought that that was. I thought that that was a Black American thing. It just is culturally. It is just, well because I mean I you know I'm I'm thirty now. I feel like. The years I've lived, I've been asked a lot of times by a lot of people, like, what are you mixed with? Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was like a cultural thing. I, I'm starting when because, I. Because, especially with black people, like, we don't always know what mm-hmm. we have anyway. So I thought when we interact with people, you know how people like to be nosy or mm-hmm. ask you personal questions. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. What side of town do you live on? What are you mixed with? I thought that was. What are you mixed with? And my favorite answer to that question is. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was because I've, I've gotten what? that a lot myself too, yeah. but I just didn't, I didn't think anything really of it. Yeah. I just thought it was something to ask because I'd rather ignorance. them, I'd rather them ask than assume that I'm something. Can I tell and be you wrong something? Too, I, so I was just recently in the Bahamas and I realized that there is an American black. It took me this late in life to realize, like, no, I've always known, like, there's American black, but there is a American black. Like, when we were on the island, my friend Jen and I were clearly American black. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was, and she's mixed with something else. I mean, you know, she's light skinned, and you're <laughs> yeah, like so, I'm brown, she's light skinned. But y'all were both black. But they were like American, American black. black. <laughs> like it's just American something about black. it. Like even like the way we dress, and it is just very specific to us. So like when I when people are like, "Are you mixed?" or something, when I see another black person, I go, "You're just American black. You're that ambiguous, not ambiguous. You're the slave master, rape this person." Kata in Native American person over there mixed with the Dutchman. Yeah, you're a made, mutt. Like you know, you're like you're we're, we're the true mutts because we were brought here unwillingly, and then we were bred and bred and bred and bred. So of course we are. There's an American black, but it's just funny to hear like other people try to relate to you. Like, well, you know, 
You've got to be something extra special. Yes, like, you must Are you be. Puerto Rican? You can't just fucking be black. You can't just be black. That's not good <laughs> That's enough anymore. That's just terrible. It's just not good enough. Like, I, I watch it all day happen in my store. I have so many women walk through the store, and I know a black woman, when I see her, she walks a certain way. She talks a certain way. Like, black women have a very distinct swagger that it took me until this age and stage to realize, like, I know when I'm talking to somebody from Ethiopia, or if I'm talking to somebody from Southeast D.C. So... The other thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is relationships. And I'm not talking about relationships and just necessarily boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, etc. But familial relationships, your personal relationships. Um, and I thought about myself and, and growing up, you know, I can vividly remember my grandmother having the sex conversation with me. Oh dear, I don't want to hear this one. <laughs> and I remember cutting her off midway and my grandmother literally started this sort of and it was so random because it was it wasn't like we were talking about it. It just came out of nowhere. And I had a very close relationship with my grandmother. We talked about a lot of things. She raised me um so but this particular thing she said was <laughs> You know, baby, as a man, don't make sure you don't put all your weight on a woman. So this already lets you know how long Old ago this was. This was. Yes. And she was oh, wow. like, you know, you 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 need to, <laughs> you need to support your weight with your elbows. And I'm just like, Grandma, I do not want to have this conversation. Oh my god! Not, but oh my like, god. I will always, oh my god. I will always and forever remember that. You know, like, well, Grandma used to say. Don't put all your weight on woman. You exactly. always, rem- you always remember it, motherfucker. How could you forget it? I mean it? that. Yeah. How could I mean, you, you can't. That? I'm just saying. Like, there's no way you're gonna it's, forget it's that conversation. Of, I wasn't at the conversation, I'm and I've never forgotten it. Forget. I'm not gonna forget it. That it's forget something about a grandparent <laughs> or a great grand uncle or aunt saying something that will just fuck right. you up. <laughs> and you're like, is not supposed to come from certain like this, places. Like my, I lived with my grandma from the time I was. 19 until I was 20. And I met your grandma. And, you right. met and I know your grandmother. Your grandmother had no filter. None. None. If y'all Gigi think, had yeah, no, no filter. filter. Yeah. If you think I have no filter, you should have yeah, met my grandma. Gigi had no filter. Like, I, yeah. So living with her was like living with a college roommate because she was wild. Gigi got oh, me into no. Lost. Yeah, she got. She, she got me she into was Lost. A, she was an OG Lux nerd. She got me into she was Lost. Definitely OG ne- Lux nerd. She liked him off bat. Like I'm pointing to wise. She liked him off bat. Should I tell the story? No. Okay. <laughs> no gosh. We may have family members. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So I, I was saying all of that to sort of say like. A lot of parents have a lot of conversations with your children about different things, sex, usually drugs, etc. Don't let the police call me because I'm a beat, you know, right. those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it and I was like, you know, where do we learn about relationships from? Like, how, how do you learn to deal with relationships? How do you learn to make friends? I feel like... I remember again. I'm gonna to show my age. Growing up, it's it was always the things you, you treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, which that 
that's just the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. Like, at 40 years old, and I tell my my niece, who is eight, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you it's going to get better and that kids are not going to tease you because that's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse. Yeah. And here's what you need to do to handle, like, like got to be serious about it. Yeah. Um, So just really thinking about those relationships and, like, where did I learn to handle and, and sort of maneuver and, and deal with relationships because relationships aren't easy. Right. And again, people, again, when we say relationship, you think of, you know, my grandmother, you know, you should always open and close the door. Again, this lets you know how old right, I am. You should right. always open and close the door for the lady. And, you know, you should, she never told me that I need to lay my jacket out in the puddle or anything <laughs> right. like that. But I mean, those types of lessons, but never really, no, I don't ever remember anybody telling me how to make a friend or or what it takes to be a friend or, or what it takes to be in a re- to deal with a relationship, communication, no. talking to people. Like, how do you learn to maneuver that? To, to <laughs> we just, deal with we those just figure things? it out as we go along. Yeah, that's, like, that's the social science. Yeah, of it. Yeah. Throw, I mean, they usually just throw you in it and expect you to figure right. it out. Right. Yep. I mean, now I will say that now. There are plenty of there are plenty of like self help books or books of that nature oh, that tell yeah. you those things. But by the time you get to the age where you realize that those things exist, right. the whole notion is ludicrous to mm-hmm. you that you would have to read something <laughs> yeah. to tell you how to make friends. Yeah. Like you're posing a legitimate question right. mm-hmm. because that's not something that anyone ever teaches anyone. But by the time we get to this age, the idea of reading something that tells us how to do it is crazy, but it's not like it's not needed. You can go to a symposium about, you know, uh, uh, you know, learning how to this weekend at the grand Hyatt, they're going to have this (laughs) class. that's going to teach you how to, you know, grown ass people still trying to figure that shit out. I would say more to you and knowing you as long as I have, is that you are more of an introvert as are most of us on this podcast, they actually had something out that like introverts actually make the best podcasters. <laughs> introverts make the best. Everything. everything. <laughs> so even I, I feel you where it's like, man, I don't want to make any more fucking friends. Like I've got enough going on. Like, you know, I, I think that just comes with age and, and really wanting to focus your time and saying, these are the people that I'm going to devote my time and my relationship and my caring and my warmth to. And everybody else is just a ship passing in the night. We were put in these, you know, social classes where we start school between three and five, you know, depending on if you go to pre-K and then you go into school well into your 20s. And it's natural socialization. You go to elementary school, eight to five. You go to middle school from, you know, nine to whatever. You know, you have all this scheduled life. Your life is pretty much... Therefore, you, your friends are there in class. You don't really make friends like you think you do. Your friend is your neighbor. It's it's a setup the it's whole a time. Setup. It's, yeah. setup. it's all based on convenience. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I still all have friends. And, yeah. I have friends on Facebook that I grew up with, and we only reason we are friends is because we grew up right in the same yeah. neighborhood. Right. I get that. Yeah, and even now, like. Jennifer is one of my longest standing friends from Colorado Springs, but. That circumstance was her grandmother, my grandmother, her dad, my dad. They, you know, this whole family dynamic grew up together, and there's so few black families that we stuck together. So friendship is more, in my personal experience, something that you you find someone as you grow older. Your time is more precious, so you go, okay, I'm willing to devote this time or this energy or this time or this activity to you because I find you interesting or intriguing or you're just a generally good person. 
And that's what develops into your next relationship or friendship. That's Wellington. <laughs> he he's getting old. <laughs> because to your point, I think that if people if people were if people were taught younger how to make friends or how to develop interpersonal relationships, other relationships would probably work out a little better. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that most people don't realize, everybody thinks that those types of connections have to be something that's convenient or proximity related. But because of that, it makes it subconsciously non-effort giving. So people end up being lazy about it. So if those things aren't a factor anymore, like if I'm not seeing you every day in school because we both went to different schools, or if we're no longer colleagues at work, so we see each other like a few times a week, like relationships fade out, people pass on uh, friendships or whatever acquaintances you develop, it fades because those things need choice one and effort two and communication to work and most relationships that people have they think that it's just supposed to be something easy and whenever it's not easy whenever it starts to cost you something it's expendable as a result of not learning what relation like how to make them when they're younger because i can tell you like you said you have some people from your youth like no one that i've ever gone to school with worked with dealt with in any way that our connection was proximity or convenience related. Like I'm not friends with any of them now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily for lack of trying. It mm-hmm. was because like once that ended or once it stopped, well, being you, when you grow up, yeah. you finally, you actually start choosing your exactly. friends. Yeah, and once you start choosing your friends, then you, you start, like she said, then you have to prioritize your time because you're busy mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's not like you have expendable time like you do when you're in, when you're a kid and you're trying to, well, these are the people that I can afford to see that yeah. I want to see. And mm. all those other people that I were just there because they were there. So, so if Sorry. I'm hearing this, then the general consensus is that no, most people in this room did not have some sort of conversations with parents familiar no. units or anybody no. growing up as it related to relationships. And no. I asked that because I, 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 I say this all the time. I do have some of the smartest friends in the, in the world. Like the things you guys think about. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I it was really on my mind because my niece at eight in talking to the principal going to the school, she explained that, well, first of all, I can't say the name. First of all, she comes home and she talks to us about not wanting to go to school and that the other kids are mean and she doesn't really have any friends and nobody will really play with her or, you know, she'll, she says things like, I ask others to play with me and they'll tell me no, but when we get out on the playground, I see them playing with other people. Mm. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, again, life is tough. It's going to get worse. Don't worry about it. You're going to have to kind of... right learn your own way like this is how relationships work like sometimes you will meet people you hit it off sometimes mm-hmm. you'll meet people you won't you'll have to work on it and at some point you'll learn that you're gonna have to decide what's worth it and what's not i was like right now i don't want you to to be one of those children who feel like the your world is ending because right. the kids at school don't necessarily want to talk to you hang out with you and they do go to a school in upper northwest that it's a little richer than what they're used to being around like most of the kids there do come from wealthier families etc so you're already kind of disadvantaged because you don't come from that but you can't let that 
affect you, but I realize they don't necessarily understand it. Um, but I, I think that it's an important conversation to have because I realized I didn't have those conversations growing up. And there have been some times where relationships were really hard to handle, maneuver, deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I found work relationships are easier for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I get paid to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no sense. No, 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 yeah. no, definitely helps. Money, yeah. money is yeah, a very sure. huge True. reason why I'm, I put up with a lot. Right. Yeah, it's and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah. I have, there are people that I, I do interact with at work that I, yeah. that I genuinely like. Yep. But like dealing with the attitudes and the personalities and learning how to maneuver those, like, that wasn't really a problem for me. Like I didn't have that issue as much as I thought I was going back to your point of, of knowing I am an introvert, knowing that and knowing how dealing with people, but it's something about being in that office. And once Mm -hmm. Montego gets on, he's on and everybody's Mm -hmm. like, my sister's in Japan and she's like, I don't understand how you do it. She's like, you just, you're so welcoming. And it's Mm -hmm. seven o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And I'm like, I get paid for yeah. that shit. Because right. inside, I'm like, don't fucking talk yeah. to me. Like, I, right. I don't want. I don't want to look at you people. Like, you know, I don't want to deal. Like, I don't want to deal with this. You, but you, I, you going to work like I going to work. I put both my earbuds in before I even get out of the car because I have like a ten minute walk <laughs> from the employee parking lot. And I literally chant to myself as I march past the salad place. I have not paid to speak to anyone yet. Like, I literally just like stomp into work and clock in and then I like put on like the ah you know like the <laughs> jazz hands jazz hands and and tap so, dance and negro like no, that we are you know. not like that no but that's how I have to because like I'm just I'm trying to get and I'm like if I wasn't getting paid to do this right now a lot of times I just mm, but that's what I'm saying though the, the paying the payment makes a big difference there's also a corporate there's a structure in place too like there's more expectations of how you're supposed mm-hmm. to behave in a workplace than there are. There's a ru- yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a set of, there's a rubric and, to and, how <laughs> things work. And he kind of had, if he weren't friendly, he wouldn't be doing his job. And like, Oh, kind of, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we would call him friendly. <laughs> efficient. If he weren't efficiently productive, Actually, I feel like you could work at Jeremy's with her with no problem. Oh, I absolutely. <laughs> like you would just make sale after and sale, and they would I come back sale. for a batch oh, of your abuse. Yes. <laughs> come back for your abuse. I have, I have, I have a, I have a coworker not, like that. That's not, that's not accurate. <laughs> that's not so accurate at all. You're talking to me as if I've never watched you talk to those people that you work with sometimes. So. If we're talking about the people that I work with versus the people that I work with that actually come into our space to do business, right. whom I may not have any connection with, yeah, there is definitely a, a this, there's definitely a, a difference in how I deal with them <laughs> and how I deal with my general right. group. But overall, generally, I don't. I'm not. I'm not that difficult. I'm not saying that I'm, you're I mean, difficult. I can have my moments. People who do not know you as well as I know you don't necessarily pick up on things that Because you do. the people who don't know me as well as you know me generally in those in that environment or in those instances, I'm actually I'm running the program. You are called Polite 2.0. <laughs> 
I'm like, mad it had a load before he remembered the name of the program. He was like, I'm, I'm mad it, it's it's in its second. <laughs> exactly. Right. You may need an update, sir. I, I yeah. definitely have had. You may need to, an I've update. Definitely had to update this over the years. You know, because when well, you, you do know, for the upgrade the high, you upgrade the high Sierra. When you yeah. go from when you go from things like, oh, you're Montego. To we enjoy working with Montego. It's a completely different thing. Like I remember the oh, you're Montego. Oh, you're the big black man that I didn't know was a big black man on the phone. I talked exactly that I talked to on the phone that I didn't realize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to do. Now it's he's a pleasure to work with. He always has things ready for us. Like. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. He's polite, one of the good ones. Polite 2.0 has been initiated. A very respectful Negro. Yes. <laughs> one of the good ones. I know I'm a house Negro. <laughs> I know. I know for a fact oh, man. that if we would have, that if we in this room would have grown up during that time, I would have been in the house. <laughs> oh no, master. I don't know where they at. <laughs> I would have been in the house. But I'm in the house. <laughs> you know. You know. You can, know. I, can I just say that? <laughs> I can't. You I know. I don't know. Your stature might have made them think otherwise. Right, they would have right. been like, this is a big, strong, this is a big, strong man. I want you back there. We want one that big in the house, honey. Oh, I don't know. Man. Is this complete moments with <laughs> And that is moments <laughs> with Montego. Brought to you by Menon. <laughs> Excuse me, how much is this? What? How much is this bag? I heard you. Why, are you worried you can't afford it? I don't know. Then you can't. Get out. But Get out, put the bag down. I wasn't going to steal. Get, Get out, out before, before I call, call the police. police. <laughs> Today on Petty and Veronica... Don't you dare go into that round thing where you start calling me all What do you mean, petty. like Petty Murphy? <laughs> no. Petty LaBelle? Oh, Jesus. Are we, oh, come on. I'm, I'm not, no. Okay. I won't. I won't all right. do it. Okay. Richard Petty. Tom Petty. <laughs> Richard Pettybone. Anybody else? Petty Slimane. This is why I wear these glasses, so you can't see the cutting of the eye. I decided to be Petty. Petty Patricia. Okay, I'll give you that. Petty Wop. No. Petty Lupone. <laughs> Two points. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah. That's a points. new one. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I have nothing. Petty Boop. Oh. Okay. Okay. Petty Van Halen. Hmm. Petty Vetter. <laughs> petty face. Oh, man. Petty wop. Oh, nope. Negative points for petty wop. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just had to let you guys get it out because if I didn't let you get it out, then, you know, it would continue for like another 10 minutes. <laughs> I. Paul and Petty. <laughs> petty white. <laughs> petty white. The best I could come up with was Petty and the Jets, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> hey, but, it's, but I like it. Right. 
Patty in the jet. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Roosevelt was awesome. Oh, that's a Patty great Roosevelt. one. Okay, okay, okay. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Too much women single. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Come here, Overton. Woo, 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 woo. So... I, I can't see. Sorry. Clearly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Put those magnifying glasses on. <gasps> you can see the future. Don't you dare. <laughs> I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Montego was like, Wandering into my apartment, I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I need to, I need to borrow your glasses. I can't see." And I was like, "Uh, you don't want those." And he was like, "No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." He puts them on. And he goes, "Oh my god, what's wrong with you?" He was like, "He put them on and said, girl, what is your life?'" <laughs> That's what it was. That's what I said, it was. Is this what your life is, is this like your all life? the time? <laughs> <laughs> So I put her glasses on and everything was blurry. Like, I thought it was supposed to help, but no. I, it didn't help. It helps her, okay? It helps her. <laughs> okay, so this is being that strong, vulnerable I, woman I too in touch with have her emotions a very right strong now. prescription. <laughs> I, too, am nearly blind. Exactly. <laughs> I have a notation on my driver's license. Must wear, must wear glasses. Must wear glasses or contact lenses. I'm surprised Wellington isn't like one of those seeing eye dogs or sort of like some sort of special like you know. Can you see him strapped in one of those oh, harnesses God, with no. an extra long? No, hand? he's not disciplined no. enough. He's, he, Wellington would have your ass in the motherfucking <laughs> cheese stick or something. Well, for a cheeto, Wellington, yeah, for a cheeto. For a cheeto. Like, just, well, and it doesn't even have one. to be a cheeto. It could be a generic brand. You can yeah. get him a Uts brand anything. It'd be like I will. Eat it. I will absolutely eat it. He will it. lead you out in front of an oncoming train. <laughs> and then run back. Yeah, <laughs> Wellington, Wellington is so petty that I bought him a Christmas hat two Christmases ago and he's been trying to destroy it slowly but surely. And today he won. He won today. He's he, going to do he, it today. He, I, I lost I the battle and he won the war because he devoured that he shit. Devoured his Christmas hat. He ate a hat. And I was like, this is why this is why getting another dog is imperative and this is why I'm being petty towards Wellington because every day he gives me the middle finger as he walks past me in the living room. <laughs> I have a beautiful new couch that I like to lounge upon now. And I'm like, come on, Wellington, come cuddle, come hang out with me. You know, I bought a nice couch for us to like lounge upon. And he walks past and he scurries past and he gives me the middle doggy finger <laughs> as he walks by. And you know what the middle doggy finger is as you walk by? A gallop. <laughs> you're not good enough to prance by and you know i won't slow stroll because maybe you'll come by nope he gallops past wherever i am because wise is on the other side <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing something and then if i go into the kitchen and ruffle a chip mm -hmm. ruffle a piece of cheese silently out of the drawer oh here he is hello mommy how are you he's like I don't want to <laughs> he's hiding his face in shape Aww. you're telling all my he is actively hiding his face me on blast right now <laughs> I say to wise all the time we need to get another dog like we have to get another dog He's such a dick. Well, He's such a then dick. He, then he goes and, and then and then you know the the day after we get the the couch, 
her spot, which she's already staked out on the couch. She has her Sheldon Cooper spot yes. on this new couch. <laughs> it's a perfect spot to watch TV and play. <clears throat> and on the Switch. back leg of the couch, which is exposed, Wellington Peas. And every day I go like, over there, and I'm like this fucking dog. And every day... Right, right on the backside, like, no, I'm, remember, I'm right here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you may think... You may Wellington think, forever. Right. Like, yeah. I'll be watching I'll you be from a distance. <laughs> Right. The sofa is mine. You may think, oh, you may think this is yours. Ew! Ew! <laughs> Blessings. Uh, yuck. Keep smiling. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway. Wellington. Wellington. Friendship. Friendship. Wellington makes me realize I'd be a terrible mother every day. Because I come in the house and he glances at me and he sizes me up. <laughs> And he goes, are you worth rolling over for? Or is what daddy's doing on the other side more interesting? And often more than not, he looks at me. If I don't immediately give him a treat, he runs away. In my mind, if there is a puppy in the house to compete with, there would be competition for my attention. (laughs) Or maybe both of them will like Danny more than they like you, and then you'll have to deal with it on both ends. Or maybe no, Wellington I'll will figure out. <laughs> maybe Wellington will finally have figured out a perfect diversionary tactic to stop you and your, <laughs> and your foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> finally, something to get her off my back. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that's it. I'm hoping that the new, the new puppy is just like over it and just or, in love with Or me. we're going to get a call from why. <laughs> because Wellington threw himself in front of Veronica. She was walking down the stairs. <laughs> so you want to bring this new dog in here, bitch? <laughs> so that he and the new puppy can have a great time. <laughs> I told you, Daddy. I told you. Right. We didn't need we, that we bitch. Didn't need that bitch. <laughs> That's Wellington it'll do. be It'll be his version of like on Dynasty when they all... <laughs> <laughs> what is her name, the brown haired lady? Oh, um, I don't remember. Carrington's first wife. Yeah. When she encouraged uh, the blonde haired lady to get on horseback when she was pregnant. <laughs> That'll be his version of that. That'll get rid of her. <laughs> like, literally. Even, Finally, even my plan is. On your lap, he looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like, he hates me, right? <laughs> He's like, let me entertain this half a real I, quick. How can I get down from here without hurting myself? <laughs> I'm up too high. <laughs> this is my life, right? It was sad as I begged for him. I begged. Oh, I cried for Wellington. Oh, you couldn't. Like, I, I made Shit. wise call the landlord. I was like, I'm getting a dog. There's nothing you can do about it. Blah, blah. I want a dog. And I found him, and he was so cute and on the kill shelter list. And I just had to have him. And he gets off the fucking bus and runs into Wise's arms. And I've just been a stranger in my off the bus. <laughs> it took a while. He came in on a van. He came in on a van with seventy-five other dogs that were rescued from a kill And he was like the seventh one. He was the seventh one seventh, off the yeah. thing. And everyone's like, they're like patches. Yeah, because yeah, they have code names. Yeah, patches, and they open the door, and everyone's like, oh. And they're like, did you guys foster him? We're like, no, we rescued him. Get out of here. We're like running with the dog. <laughs> we like, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Did you kidnap this dog? Everybody was like, oh, we want him. We want him. Like, we no, we want... already signed a paperwork. Yeah. Like, we, <laughs> literally, 
it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. We were like, that bitch has our check by. Right. Like, we didn't stay long enough. They were like, you have to walk around the block a little bit. We were like, right. in the car, uptown. He, went, he pooped, he peed, and then we just got him in the car, and then he had to poop again. Yeah, because they gave him some, some weird diarrhea. And so we got out and made him poop, we let him poop again. And that's the story of Wellington. Yeah. Gave me the middle finger since 2011. That's Aww. He's He's my, my petty puppy, but I, I think I'm going to get a new one. This, mm. this, it's, it's, I don't know how that's going to go. He's <laughs> the nine. Day, the day she goes, that's the day it's all going down. <laughs> it's going that's down. It's all in going the down that day. <laughs> Mr. Wise is going to be like. You think you're getting the side <laughs> eye from that little puppy now? Mr. Wise is going to be like, you called it on the podcast. <laughs> it finally happened. Let's Wellington just couldn't take it no more. <laughs> He laid down. He he laid down on the middle step. The way that he runs to the door every time someone comes to the door, I can see it in my mind. That day, he'll get up. He'll hear the door. He'll be like, "What sorcery is this?" He's going to know before she leaves the house. (laughs) What is this animal doing in my house? Well, he's had. He has other animals that come over. And stay. We, we, no. But he's It'll not, be not, different. He'll have to figure out. He'll reali- know. He'll realize after, I, I would think after some, oh, I guess this is permanent. But. Uh, <laughs> we didn't discuss this, didn't. mommy and daddy. <laughs> I guess so you better sit down and have that conversation about I mean, relationship. About relationship. <laughs> that, it doesn't that, mean we love you any less. And that's how you tie together an episode. <laughs> and this right is why there. I'm not a mother. Right, it's how you tie an episode together with a bow. Right. Like Montego just did. <laughs> You were being petty. Actually, I'm going to skip over because Wellington took the petty from me because he's so cute. I'd like to talk about living my black, my best black woman life as a white man. I realized this the other week. I'm confused, but please keep going. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch the other day and I was like, hmm. New couch. New couch. <clears throat> New couch. Um, and I was like, man. I live kind of like a white dude, right? <laughs> My husband's confused, but I'll explain it. Like, I'm a strong black woman. I go to work. Not with those not with those hips, no. <laughs> My hips don't lie like Shakira. No, no. La, 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 la. Anyway. But I was playing Mario Odyssey on my Switch. <laughs> That's pretty Caucasian. Yeah. <laughs> or Asian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Mario Odyssey, but... Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> On her Nintendo Switch. On my right. my, my her Nintendo, new Nintendo my Switch. My new Nintendo Switch. Of new which, Switch. And I was eating a granola bar, but it was an almond butter granola bar. And I was like, the white guy in the house brought this in up. here. I picked those up. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I was like, man, it's Wednesday, and I'm kind of drunk already. I'm living my best white boy life. <laughs> I was like, my husband allows for this nonsense. I don't cook. I haven't cooked in like a year and a half, two years. Ever. Shut <laughs> up. You made the black and cheese. Yes, that was that the last one time. time. That was the last time she cooked. I mean, you made it twice. You made it twice. But that yeah. was the last we talked time about it, it, making it, and then we asked you to make it. For Those her. are the last two things she's made. Was it nerd, Nerds Giving? Yeah. Those are the last three things she's yeah. made. Yeah. You made a couple of things. No, she's made a couple of macaroni and cheese. She's That's made the same thing made. a couple right. of times. A couple of times over the last two or three years. That's it. Again, not macaroni. either meal. Again, 
she doesn't cook. I mean, right. And I was like, man. And then the thing that I cook is macaroni and cheese. Like that's white broy, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially with the breadcrumbs. Yeah, like yeah. and it's fancy cheese too. Yeah. Like it's like a Whole Foods style thing. Like I should really be charging twenty. Do you think I should slice. force her to cook some? Because what if something happens to me and she just dies because she doesn't have anyone? Well, there's that's what eat twenty four is for a- again, and then you'll Grub just hug. die from Uber eating that eats. food every night. And Uber eats. Hashtag in Wakanda. Your wife <laughs> learns how to fry yeah. chicken. And leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out here being a black woman, living my best white boy life, and just kind of chilling. And I was like, hmm, this only happens in these four walls. <laughs> of my own personal space so i better enjoy it so i downloaded another game for my switch and sat there and watched hulu on my flat screen tv because i didn't want to put the switch on the big screen tv because first world problems and my husband brought me a snack and i was like i'm not giving up this life so you're kind of stuck with me i just want to talk about so are you saying i treat you like a I don't understand. A queen. Okay. Thank you. Oh. So, if you die, I'll make sure. I just wanted eats. to make sure that was clear to the audience that was listening. If something happens, she'll be taken care of. We'll all make sure she eats. I already have the contingency plan. I already told I know Montego, Montego will come over with in. wings. He'll no. Wings. <laughs> no. I will be dead and there will be no. wings in my honor. No. What will happen is Montego will have to move in. And I guess that means Chewy has to come too. Right. So I guess you thing. too, Cedro. Like, whatever. Okay. It's fine. See, they're already plotting my death. <laughs> Wellington won't survive because he'll just be like, I hate you. He'll be a right. shell of a dog. He'll, he'll be, be like so his owner. Yeah, he'll just, he'll just he'll be die like, of a all he'll heart. do is stand at the stairs. And <laughs> wait, 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 so in this, in this hypothetical, mm-hmm. Wise dies before Wellington does? I don't know, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, isn't that... Okay, I know it's macabre. <laughs> it feels. It feels. I, I, but I, I married an older man. Just, I have to be. Prepared I'm just for saying. This. I'm just saying. Should she learn? No. Okay. Yeah. I stole that. I said that distracting absolutely. thing to say no. She I threw that out there because she. She we actually got. She. She signed up for Blue Apron I did a while it for like back. A couple months. She got, no. You did it. We did it for. We did it for. Follow the instructions. You don't even so have to go to the store. No, we did it for six months. She cooked one of the meals. I cooked five of them. <laughs> you lie. There's a picture of me on Instagram. She. She helped out. Maybe she helped out with one uh, with one of it. <laughs> she said my receipts are on. Instagram. Like <laughs> she cooked one herself, Here's helped me with another. I cooked the other three. Uh, whatever. So, I don't know. So is it that you? Is it that you don't cook, or that you cannot? I hate like cooking. you're incapable of doing well, it. I hate cooking. Okay. I hate it. She don't like following directions. No. <laughs> so, so then, how else do you right. think you're going to get to the the desired food? I mean, in a cooking sense. Like that's, she doesn't, and okay. that's why I end up doing the cooking. Because <laughs> I'm, I, I, I am truly a. I found out I'm a zennial, which is a, what? Not a millennial. I'm just being funny. <laughs> you, I don't want to explain it, and you look white and confused. So anyhow, I, 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 I don't have the patience. I have ADD. I don't have the patience to read directions. I don't pay attention to time. I have time. I can see it being an ADD thing. I, I I can't. Yeah. I have time blind blindness. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I have burned so many things. Like and it's it, and my dad, 
my dad made sure I knew how to cook, but I, I know how to cook for like eight people. Like you see how I made that macaroni and cheese. Like mm-hmm. I cook for a family mm-hmm. and I don't know how to cook small batches. Shut up, Montego. Um, <laughs> but the things that like, remember, okay, good example. Good example. When we lived uptown and I had you come over and I was making that okra corn and tomatoes and I undercooked the rice and I just said, fuck it. And we went to IHOP. <laughs> Okay. This happened. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Gonna say it. You cooked what for us? It was okra, corn, and tomatoes. Okay, so knowing me as long as you have, mm-hmm. at what point in my life have I ever said Ooh, I well, ate like... okra or would get? That seems weird. No, but I'm you're pretty being sure nice. we went to I. Oh, I was. Oh, you're I was. Being being... Nice. See. She just gave an example. I was, yeah. I was being cooperative. Ooh, and how many years ago was this? Doesn't matter. I was doing um, it. You um, were doing it at five. That doesn't mean it's stuck till now. I don't remember what you oh, were Oh, you also remember it because I remember it was IHOP because we actually had a waitress named Shaquanda. Her real name was Shaquanda. Shaquanda and I'll never We've forget that. We've had some that very name. interesting waitresses in our I, I can, friendship. My dad made sure I knew how to cook. My mom like showed me a couple recipes. I know how to make a sixteen bean soup. I can put stuff together. So like, if you if you needed to, you'd be fine. Yeah, it's just I, a question of like, do you have to? If or I want have to, to. Yeah, I <laughs> if she needed I mean, to, she just told you she could cook a meal for sixteen people, but it's just her. Right. So that <laughs> so that meal is gonna last her some time. Like even now, like I I worry that there's too much food, and I I tell wise like there is. It. I cook. I don't. And he doesn't overcook, but I'm always like freeze some of it. Like, it, oh my when god! When I make so chili much. and like when I make big thi- big batch, like one dish type things, I make a lot of that shit. Mm. And then you end up taking it to lunch, and then I end up taking it to dinner. I think mm. every time we have an event, the other issue is that <laughs> you always end up having a lot of leftovers mm-hmm. that you're not used to having. Mm-mm. It's a, you see my refrigerator, like. No, there's, throw, there's nothing in there. It's dirty as hell. Because Nerdsgiving was fucking ridiculous. There's cranberry sauce. There was so it's much. There was so sauce. much stuff in Nerdsgiving. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I kind of went a little overboard in well, the things the eight that I packages brought. Packages. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that was everyone. A lot of people who have seen that, like they actually have talked. Like they've actually said something to My me. Like people who follow me like, on Instagram, up? like yo. Where were you? <laughs> like at like home. when they saw the video, like, yep, where did you do the man? You, y'all look like yeah. That I because re- I remember because at one point I turned to Montego and I was like, this might be the most adult thing we've ever. Yeah, done. I heard it. <laughs> I heard him say that. Like this is some. I don't know if any. I don't know many adults who pulled this off. I'll survive. I'll, I'm also young enough and pretty enough to get another husband. Absolutely. So I'm really not like concerned. Because I'm already gone. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. There comes a cop. I don't know what it is about being 30 these days, or I'm just in my 30s, or I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't have to do that. I don't have to pay. I don't want to pay. I'm not buying a table. You're giving me a table. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Snap. I'll have to do a show with the right shoes at this point and my hair to be just a, a, a slight beach wave. I've learned this about myself. Like <laughs> she, learned it, she learned it at home. Marginal beach wave. Yeah. She learned it at home. I learned it at home. She puts on the heels. She gets what she wants. Fellas. I get everything I want. <laughs> like, so, do you get what you want? Yes. That is kind of me the game. Me and that is the, the point. Game, is it not? Hello. <laughs> you saw me in, in the Bahamas. What? Pay for shit. You see her wig. 
You see this week. Everybody gets what they want. (laughs) 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 Including including Wellington. (laughs) I want you gone. (laughs) Get out of my house. She's wearing heels today, man. Your battle station. (laughs) (laughs) They'll think the heels did it. It was the heels. She tripped on the heels down the stairs. (laughs) No, um, I don't know. I just feel like... I'm not worried, and plus I'm well taken care of, so I don't worry. I just know that I don't want to work right, no fellas. more. She's well taken care of. <sighs> Anyhow, <laughs> I just don't want to work anymore. I'm like Ali Wong. I don't want to work no more. <clears throat> Who's Ali Wong? Is that the Ali Wong is the most genius Asian comedian, right? Comedian. She had like a one where she was pregnant. She was eight or nine <laughs> months pregnant during her first stand up, and I watched it with Han Solo, who fell asleep on the couch. Um... Wait, did I watch one of those with you? And I yes. watched it again. It was yes, so good. I have to check her up. I watched it with Han, and then I came home immediately, and I was like, we have to watch the stand-up. And she's pregnant as fuck, <laughs> and her husband her husband basically goes to Harvard, and she goes, I have Harvard sperm in me. I have Harvard sperm. I don't want to work no more. I found this man and trapped him for a reason. I have Harvard sperm. We saw that, right? Yeah. yeah we did watch she's, that. She's, she's, <laughs> she's wild. She's from American Housewives? Yes. Yes. Her. Yeah. yeah, I used to put mm. yeah, I used to put my fingers in my coochie and blow bubbles. Like I oh, loved her. No. I loved her, man. Like she's crazy. So it's just kinda like I know I have to work. It's just a fantasy of mine. But in the back of my mind I'm like, I don't wanna work no more. I wanna sit on my ass and drink champagne. We share the same fantasy. Yeah, right? Like I do something philanthropic every now and then. Mm. The movie Office Space has always been one of my your like, favorite like movies. One of my favorite. And movies. remember, you know that's what he—that was his idea of a great time. of a great life. Is I did nothing, nothing all day, right. yeah. and it was everything I yeah. thought. And, like. <laughs> and there is some goddamn wisdom to yeah. that. <laughs> like like, yeah, but he had to be hypnotized. Yeah, I mean, I put myself to sleep and every night with ASMR. So and I he mean, still had to get up and go into the office and stuff. But did you see his attitude when he went in the office? I mean, he didn't give a fuck, and he got promoted. Exactly. I skipped a step and went to Wellbutrin, so I'm almost there. I just don't care anymore. It's a job. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm here. But you don't have to do TPS reports, though. So. <laughs> I do have six bosses. No, <clears throat> I don't want to work no more. But in the meantime, I'm going to have fun of poking fun at people at Jeremy's and teasing them for the things that they do. And I haven't had any awkward returns lately. I think the word has gotten around. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for your participation. I feel like I've done a good deed for 2018. No one's brought back their funky, nasty. Jeans. Oh, Holmes, that's jeans. the lady you can't return things to. In white t-shirts with stains on them. Like I feel like everyone has really just made a positive turn so thank you very much i want to go into the future in 2018 and i want you to have your money together that's the next goal um when i look at something and i know i don't have the money i don't go into the store and ask about it i don't inquire about it i google search it i save write save click things (laughs) and i look at my husband and i go can I? And he says, no. Do you want to eat this month? And I say, okay. <laughs> so. I go on Amazon and see if it's cheaper. <laughs> see, I have this thing about shoes that is almost inappropriate. I like shoes. I just like them. So if I see a shoe that I like, 
and I really like it, I'll buy it. And that's not a way to live. <laughs> that's just, it's too much. Like, shoes shouldn't cost a, a rent payment. No. They shouldn't. But that's, you work uh, at Jeremy's. Yeah. So. I just, I don't know. It's a, it's a bad problem. So I just, you know. You, go, go ahead. No, you, you don't spend, you don't spend a shit ton of money. I also don't look at things I can't afford. No, but you don't spend I just feel like that's. I think you spend an appropriate amount of money on it's just, considering it's, what you do for and, and because you get uh, you get nice. I back that ass up. So. Discounts for what you buy. I think that you do exactly what you should. But some people have their things like Montego has his comic. You have Tinder, which I don't know what to put I that have under. plenty of fish. Oh, <laughs> no, you have blue barbarians. She has an abundance of fish. You have a lot of blue barbarians. Ice planet barbarians. Ice planet barbarians. That's what she has. Cedro has to keep his Facebook thing under control. Cedro has his, his Cedro DMs. Ha- Cedro has his words. Cedro has his DMs yes, to keep him busy. But no, it's just, I don't know. I want an adult more. I want to feel look beautiful and I'm going to purchase what I like. I don't have children. I made a choice. And I want I another choo, dog. Choo, choose no. 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 And I'm going to continue to live my best white boy life. Best white boy. So until next time, <laughs> this has been Nerds in Luxury. Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> hey, a white man's <laughs> Flyest, loud and hippos are flyest, flyest, OG pin, a gangster player, hardcore motherfucker. Black diamonds on a nigga wrist. Is it vanity or just a sign of excellence? Square footed six rooms up in my residence. Blowing money up in Nemus, guess that's negligence. We hold these shoes to be self evident.